Hi, I'm Liz. And I'm Rhea. Welcome to Karma's My Bitch, a podcast about love, sex, connection, abundance, joy, purpose, peace, and how life isn't simply the stories we tell ourselves. You know, we talk a lot about how as humans, things become normal. We were speaking about it in the last episode, right? Yeah. And we spoke about it a lot in season seven. Did I we? really went over my experience becomes normal thing. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that normal. statement. Like, yeah, I was yes. like, really, but it's true, right? <laughs> it's very true. The more you yeah. do something, the more it's it's rewiring, it's mm-hmm. rewriting, it's all the things that people talk about in fancy ways. It's effectively, if you break a habit mm-hmm. or break a thought pattern or break anything, eventually it becomes normal. Yes. And so where in my karma, it was a horror show for me to write even like a modicum of how I was feeling. I mean, I remember there was this one time <laughs> at university. I don't know if I told you this. I'm pretty sure I've told you this before, where there was this guy that we clearly were into each other. Okay, right? Was this the key story? No, no. So, okay. the, the, the key okay. story is another one. <laughs> so many of these horrific stories. We were clearly into each other, right? Uh-huh. And he came into, we lived in the same like, I don't know, block or whatever. And he came into my room. Okay. And... Uh, we were lying together. Nothing was happening. Just lying together. Yeah. And it was clear... <laughs> As co-eds tend to do yeah. sometimes. And it was clear that out. we both wanted the same thing. I couldn't... And he kept saying, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? I mean, the opening. It, honestly, the opening. Couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't form the words. I stayed mute. 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 I couldn't even speak. And then I remember two days later, like... Again, I think I got up the courage to like kind of maybe look suggestively. And for me, that was like a horror. It was like, it was so hard, so fucking hard to do anything, right? Like that's why none of my relationships ever got off the ground because I just wouldn't, I literally was so indifferent like on the surface you to appeared. anything. You were yeah, not. Oh, oh my God. I was like, it wasn't even like, like swirling waves inside. <laughs> and I remember like during my comic experience and my comic undoing, I'd be like messaging someone like maybe I'd put in a feeling. And I remember once I wrote the most benign, benign message and we've definitely referenced this before and I was like having an anxiety attack and like yeah. crying in the car and I called you and I was like, I did it. I said my feelings. I read it back now. It's not even a feeling. It's just like more of a, more of an inclination. <laughs> But obviously, the more I did it, and the more I did it, and the more I did it, mm-hmm. now it's just so fucking normal for me just to say how I feel. If I know I want to say it, and I know what I want to say, I will have no problems doing it. But it took me so long to do that. Mm-hmm. And obviously, now and again, we have our wobbles, and like I start thinking outside of myself, it's like, what? how will they act? But as we know from a previous episode about relationships, that's detachment. No outcome or expectation is, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. I've got to communicate in this way, because I, I need it for myself, right? Yeah. And... That's also what allows for intimacy because you're actually being yourself and you're allowing Mm -hmm. someone else to respond to you rather than to who you think they want you to be, Mm -hmm. right? But it took me forever to get there. But now it's normal. Feels like forever, but maybe like three years. (laughs) But in the scheme of things, it's nothing, right? When I look at the scheme of my my life, my desires, what I want from my world, Mm -hmm. right? The idea that I can communicate with honesty, well, as, as much as I can be honest with myself and then communicate that out. And we all think we know our truth, mm-hmm. right? But it's our truth in the moment. Yes. And that's very true. at least I'm able to communicate that truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not that truth shifts as, as, as my learning shifts or as I see more things or, and at least you're, without an ego, you're humble enough to accept that you can change your mind because with new information, mm-hmm. things change, things shift and that's yeah. normal. You may not know everything. 100%. Yeah. But when I look at that, like newly learned communication style which now feels more normal to me Mm -hmm. I think well that's only the tip of the iceberg of what I actually want 
Hmm. That's not enough. Okay. I don't just want to be able to communicate normally. I want to have huge conversations normally. I want to be able to mm. dig into that and see where it could lead. Mm. You know, like there's this desire, constant desire of wanting more, wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. And we've taught a lot that that's growth and evolution, right? Yeah. What you call growth and evolution, I call wanting more. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Yeah. But sometimes I find that desire, that drive for wanting more, especially for someone like me who is bored a lot, yeah. who is you <laughs> <A> know <lot. laughs> who really like I thrive on the excitement I thrive mm-hmm. on the 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 energy the pushing of the energy right mm-hmm. like I thrive the on challenge that. yeah oh I need something to push back on all the time my best my best words my best voices my best thoughts are always when I'm pushing back against someone else yeah it ends up actually sometimes like it can overwhelm us that is, I think, what led to those two and a half months, just that overwhelm, as we discussed also in a previous episode. It's just, yeah. I was overwhelmed. Yeah, I mean, that's the issue. Sometimes wanting more and wanting more becomes a bit more of a distraction or interferes with our fate. Yeah. And that's really annoying because then, you go, you know, you go through this whole process, your karmic undoing bullshit, you know, the whole ego thing and the fear thing, and you work so hard and you, you know, you get through it that you're like, how can wanting more be that lame Mm. you know or how can it really do me any harm and so i don't want to say well it's harmful but it's it's not necessary it's not harmful at all like you need the wanting more because you need the spirit you need the spirit but you also need the um trajectory right you need the you need to be able to project a bit but you also need a sense not necessarily to know but you also need a sense of destination even yeah. if it's not an end but you kind of need some direction yeah right yeah so then how do it you do it move. how do you create because wanting more is great we need that gas we need that spirit we need the destiny we need all of the things right yeah. and actually great i took myself off to stop myself imploding yeah right yeah so i just got a tune up mm-hmm. but i'm not going <laughs> to change, change when i get back on it the second i got back on it i was that same person again wanting more ready for it well you're never the same person no but those same drive yeah, yeah, was yeah. still there. Mm-hmm. So how do you... Actually, it's probably extra. The drive is there, but remember, once you've had these pit stops, you actually get a bit more. You get more of a boost. Okay, well, I could, you say remember. I don't know this. Go on. No, this is how it's going to be because you're referring to something that is in future, oh, right? Oh, fine, fine. Because yes. you're referring to the past. Yes, yes, sorry. So sorry. I'm like, no, you're not the same person. No. You can't possibly be the same person. Yeah. So coming out of it can feel a bit slow. Again, coming out of the pit stop, you know, you, you got to kind of rev your engine. You got to get going. But once you catch up and you're in the race, you'll get going again. It just takes a bit of momentum, right? And how long does and that, that often take? It can take a few weeks to a couple of months, depending on how long you've taken yourself out. So if you took yourself out for two and a half months? Ugh, it's just a matter of weeks. Okay. If that. Like a day. Ugh, fuck off. No, it's going to be a couple of weeks. This has been nice. It's been lovely. I've gotten a lot out of it, but I'm really finished. You just know when you're done. And it's not from that bored place of like, oh, I need some excitement. It's like... Wait, I'm kind of feeling like I'm ready for more. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But then how do you create that more? Because obviously we just had this whole thing about time collapsing and we don't have to I wait know. anymore. And actually I've had a question about that since we've discussed it. Okay. Is it like time's a bit of an elastic band? So like when time slows, uh-huh. then it catches up. Do you have to make it up somewhere else? No. Okay, And fine. it's not like an elastic band. Okay, fine. No. That was just my question. So time collapsing, it doesn't then stretch to, to even it out. No. Fine. No. But how how does that work then? Wanting more, being impatient, wanting to go, whilst also, and time, knowing that time can collapse and we don't have to wait. Yeah. But also the whole thing we just discussed, which was like, 
imploding and all, all the other stuff. How this does that all, all work so- together? Yeah, this all sounds so fucking messy. I'm yeah. like, well, that welcome to the Age of Harmony. Okay. <laughs> I remember the Age of Harmony from like some previous season last yeah. night. I was like, oh, I could say something other than 5D. <laughs> oh, the Age of Harmony. Well remember? done. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Okay, so wow, welcome that, to the, so that, that's like, what that is. Found so its way This through. is the messy chaos. It's not chaos, but it is the messiness of having the limitless possibilities. Okay. Yeah. Where it's like, wow, but it could be this and then it could look like this and then maybe I'm going to go do this and, you know, it can it could just make you feel all over the place. And then for some who want or who have always operated, especially in their in their karmic reality, kind of control freaks, right? Or yeah. always being, <laughs> no one in this room. <laughs> <laughs> no one specific. <laughs> no, not going to name names. <laughs> Where perhaps that they wanted to be able to anticipate or have some level of certainty, that's going to be really uncomfortable, yeah. right? And just like you have to kind of get your footing when you're out of your karma, but not quite in the age of harmony or in quote unquote 5D, you're going to, it's going to take time to kind of be able to find that. Well, that was kind of the previous episode, find that groove, right? The ability to move on constantly moving ground, right? Without losing your balance. Yeah. Until it becomes normal. Exactly. But it's never going to feel normal, normal, because once you're really in it, the change is going to be constant. Okay. So it's going to be one thing after another. And then you just get used to the momentum. Is That's what you so get accustomed nice. To. That sounds so great. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I like, I like movement. Yeah. But you don't necessarily like change. I hate change. And that's what's going to be the challenge. How do so, you like one and not like the other? So, <laughs> welcome to my brain. <laughs> Again, you know why? It's because of the certainty bit. Yeah. I like movement because I know what I'm doing. Or mm. I like movement when it's moving me towards the things I want. Yes. And it's moving towards the, it's moving me towards everything that I can envision and see and stuff, yeah. right? I don't like all this movement if it's hurtling me towards the unknown. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's the difference. But you say that. I did a thing on TikTok yesterday when it's like, imagine a sea, imagine the sands, imagine this, imagine that. And according to the psychological test, I'm actually quite comfortable with uncertainty. Okay, cool. And that's why most of those TikTok things are total rubbish. But okay, <laughs> well, I'll just go with that. If that kind of got you through and assured but you that to you be were fair, okay, I am a lot more than I was. So I was like, maybe it's relative. You know what? I'm not going to rob you of all of your self-improvement, Raya. It is fantastic. It's awesome. You just run with it. Okay, so, but what, how do we find this like kind of natural unfolding, perfect timing stuff that like is what I imagined and what I thought it would be? It's all the hardwiring that we acquired and that we developed while we were in our karma, especially around the how and the when. How is this going to happen? I need to know. And when is this going to happen? Two things which you knew you were very attached to. Again, that's why we have to talk. We had to talk about detachment and everything. And that's why... time. And that's why often, as you and I were discussing before we hit the record button, which was, you know, that is why coaching has become such a popular concept because people are really needing the hand-holding at the moment. They need to feel sure that they're going to be okay in what appears to be very deep water. You have to promise me I'm not going to drown. And when you really look at it, you're like, that's not even a meter deep. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> you know? But in the it's scheme not. of things, in the scheme of things, yeah. no one can promise you you're not going to drown. And talking yeah. about guidance for the past couple of episodes as well, why are we wrapping everything up? But I'll do it. Because it's final episodes. Yeah. Like when we talk about guidance so much, how many times did guidance tell me I wasn't going to drown and then I drowned? Or how many times did you, you know, we hope that... But you didn't drown because you didn't die. No, exactly. But so- what I'm saying, it's all fucking relative. <laughs> like no one, no one can tell you 
what's going to happen next. No. Apart from you. And you may not even know. You just yeah. got to be okay with not knowing. No one can tell you you're going to be safe. And then just jump in. No one can in. tell you it's all going to be okay. No. no one can. And if they and if they say that they can, then they're not, they're looking at it for either from such an expanded perspective because eventually everyone's okay. <laughs> In some way or another, you always find peace at the end of the journey. Or, it always happens for a reason. You know, no, but like, I find the reason. Like, I hate to be Debbie Downer or just like taking your role for a second here. Fuck but, off. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, if you don't make it, you're at peace. It's some way, somehow, that everything finds a natural ending of peace. Mm-hmm. So, no, so yes, no one's going to lie to you if they say you'll be okay, but no one is, can ever tell you how that's going to look like. You can't fashion it. You can't put people into boxes. You can't do any of that. No. And you also can't come from it. And part of the reason why this is also, it doesn't work, is because everyone's going to be coming at it from a very old school idea of how yeah. life should look, how life would look. Everything is sort of, at some point, an amalgamation of what the imagination has put forward. Yeah. Yeah? Or what the limited mind has somehow created. And that's my issue because I feel my imagination is so huge and then my limited mind comes along and then says, well, this is how it should look like. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I've limited myself already. Yeah. And so what happens is you start vacillating between the really, really huge ginormous picture, which can't possibly fit into a human reality, right? Because you got to contend with that. And then the very, very narrow picture, which is like, maybe a millimeter really of the entire picture. So you're you're you keep going back and forth from super wide to super narrow. And somewhere the actual reality falls, not even in the middle, somewhere in the larger picture, but maybe not as big. But yeah. you just don't know. And so you're just ping ponging and that gets really frustrating. And also right? depending on how much you traverse your fate, you probably could fill the whole larger picture, just not in the way that you expect. Right. I'm talking about like massive, massive. And we did talk about how in a previous episode, you you need imagination. Because yeah, 100%. If you, you can't write your fate without some level of imagination. And also a lot of the time we've been discussing how actually like a big part of this, you know, 5D harmony thing is it is dreams to reality. It is, it is. fantasy to reality. It and is. you've used those words specifically. Absolutely. It so is. So you need the fantasy and the dreams and all that stuff. But the issue that we have is that when we have the fantasy and the dreams, we expect them to look exactly like that in reality. Yeah. When actually it's maybe like the sense of the fantasy or the dreams or the outcomes of the fantasy or the and the dreams. Feeling, or maybe. the feeling or the kind of larger container of them. Yes. But exactly. we can never plan the minutia. No. We're just we're just not that smart. Well also Things are just possible in other ways, but we, you know, we get attached to the fact that it has to unfold this very specific way because, you know, either social media or any kind of media has, you know, has laid forth the example of what the perfect holiday looks like, what the perfect stay looks like, what the perfect person or partner looks like in the perfect home. Let me tell you, all of them are flawed. The perfect partner is super fucking flawed. The perfect holiday is super flawed. Everything's flawed. Right, but we're having to... They're always perfect for us. Precisely. And we're having to contend with that, and that's part of our karmic undoing. And that is part of that karmic hardwiring that you've talked about in terms of shifting out of that. And that is why the ego is so necessary to kill. Because it holds on to those images the longest, right? And sometimes we need to be humbled. And I have to say, I think that's the one thing I definitely that stuck with me for a little bit after those two and a half months is I was humbled. Mm-hmm. I was humbled by how actually, whilst I could see what was coming, mm-hmm. it could only come by following my heart. Mm. And it could only come if I didn't hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And that was the bit I really struggled with because it's a very strange feeling to to see something, yes. but I have no idea how you're going to get there. Mm-hmm. So your mind fills in all the dots, especially someone like me yeah. with a mental purpose. I created every stepping stone in my head. So when the first one that I'd created in my head didn't come, it was like all the rest fell. Yeah. When actually that first stepping stone wasn't wasn't the truth. It was the end that was the truth. Mm-hmm. And how I was going to get there remained to be seen. Yeah. And I mean seen as in from my mind's eye and from my eye's eyes, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. Which is what I guess when you've said clarity three times, um, and I agree with you, is that that's, I think, the thing, right? Is that I can have clarity on where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I can have clarity on, I can't see maybe the faces, they're all a bit blurry. I can see bits, I can see knowings, I can see feelings, mm-hmm. but I can't see how I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And to really traverse my fate, I've just got to work hard at following my heart and mm-hmm. I use those all those all those words very specifically yes work hard at following my heart yeah and that you'll get there you will get there and sometimes it could seem perhaps a bit boring because what happens as well is as you had alluded to earlier you know we can like swing between boredom and impatience when we're in our fate right so sometimes like you had said that two and a half months you know that sort of pit stop you made it was you, I mean, sorry, from on the outside looking in is... Was that a joy to be around? You were easy to be around because you were at peace. Like, it was just, you were just you without a lot of distraction. And then afterwards? <laughs> You're you in your different way, and that's awesome, too. <laughs> so American. Because... <laughs> so American. You're like, you're awesome in your, all your annoyingness. <laughs> Is that American so is the goal is that California is the goal is the goal to basically be at that piece but also be able to like manage all the shit that comes like all the all the well pretty much pretty much okay. and that's why we discuss the importance of this sort of natural and organic development that comes and I'm not I don't mean just in that karmic undoing I just mean in everything that gets you into this age of harmony harmony yeah. with yourself when you talked about clarity and being able to see effectively what you might term your destination yeah. Or like the next destination. Next destination. It's not yeah. final destination, okay? <laughs> yeah. We can all see our final destination. <laughs> but before that. <laughs> Who's taking the role of Debbie down right now? Yeah. So not me. But you could see a destination in yeah. your fate, right? You yeah. got that sense. But then you got this kind of sense of overwhelm. And then you needed to kind of control how you were going to get there. Because then at least then you thought, well, if I can control and if I knew, if I know the next steps... That yeah. I can anticipate everything. Yeah, but, the but at the same you... time, I can control. If I if I do control and anticipate everything, there's no fun. There's no life anymore. Yeah, and when you're doing that, you're actually not in divine consciousness. I was just at a war with myself. When you're at war with yourself, the divine, there's no space, right? When we talk about clarity, it's just being able to see with a lot of ease and joy what lies ahead of you. And that wasn't ease and joy. That was stress. Mm. That was stress and insecurity. How am I going to make it? Because then you also, because... This is the interesting thing to tie in another episode is I'm responsible for getting there. It wasn't just, oh my God, you know, how am I going to get there? And that sheer excitement of like, oh, that would be so great. It's the holy fuck, I am responsible for creating that. Mm. And you mean well, mm. you know, here I am going to Americanize you into like my enthusiasm. And you meant well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people also have to remember is that they want to be able to fulfill that. It's like yeah. our divine mission is to yeah. make this shit happen. Yeah. So you bring also that level of care, but we can also care so much 
But then we, yeah. it effectively became a self-sabotage because yeah. I feel so responsible for this. Mm-hmm. If I cannot make it happen, yeah. I will have failed. Yes. So better that none of it exists. Yeah. And I started, I literally set out to prove that I was wrong. Hmm. Whilst also battling with the fact that I knew on some level I was right. <sighs> and so I created a war within myself. Yeah. So whilst I was at peace in some ways because I gave up yeah. fighting yeah. for a bit. So I could actually sort it out internally and come exactly. out as one. Exactly. Because I couldn't fight anymore. Those two months, I was piecing back together all the little bits that caused me to just split and become a bit jaggedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain that any yeah. other way. Yeah. Even when you're a fully conscious being, there can still be struggles. And those struggles still mirror our growth and evolution. Especially in these early years of trying to figure out how to live from our fate. It's like, wow, okay. I mean, in, in our karma, everything is quite laid out in that destiny kind of way, right? There's a goal and then there's another goal to be met. And, and then there's these possibilities. And I don't know. What, where, where does it all go? Yeah. Where, where do I go with it? Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And it's really fair. And I, you know, I think that's why I really did enjoy trying to learn about these. When I was channeling these outlines and these episodes, it was a really interesting perspective to gain around fate. And they're not landmines or pitfalls. It's just trying to understand. And this is part of that whole, when people talk about the idea of resurrection or reanimation, you know, we are ascending while in body. And that's what this means. We are trying to figure out how can we exist in this age of harmony as in how do we create it and we co-create it by doing it internally first and ascending into that higher consciousness while still alive in order to be able to physically ascend in, you know, in higher consciousness and get our bodies there too. It's having to rewire all of this. What we're effectively looking for then in this kind of messiness of our fate and what feels messy or a bit overwhelming is we're looking for this convergence. The one thing that we can have when it comes to true clarity within our fate is that there's the one truth, right? That everything's divine yeah, and everything is of the divine, et cetera, et cetera. That's not the same as having divine consciousness, which is you are the divine. Yeah. Okay. So, but imagine if you have that and you understand the truth fully. Which is that you are the divine and everything's from the divine. You are part of everything, yeah. yeah? At some point on your path, in your fate, the one truth somehow then converges somewhere along that fate when when you hit it. As in when you realize this truth and you are realizing your fate, that point of convergence is where everything actually becomes possible. So if you can imagine that your fate was created from a place of God consciousness, as in you created and wrote your fate, before you incarnated, okay. right? So that was before all your karmic shit, before your ego development. And you had like the biggest mind ever, right? So you went, it's like... The biggest mind, the biggest knowing, the biggest awareness. Yeah. Also with the very, you just have to have some humor about it, the enthusiasm <laughs> to think, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah? Because you're a bit, you're not experiencing it yet, so you're a bit detached from it. It's like going on a roller coaster and knowing that you're going to have the drop but actually not experiencing the drop until you're on the roller coaster. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. I'm not going to know what this physically feels like. Yeah. But I do know I've had In concept, enough... it'll be okay. Yeah, of course. It's always going to be okay yeah. because I've incarnated enough times. I have enough life experience that I'm going to yeah. walk in and I know that as much as it's going to suck, I'll have signed on for all of it and I'll just learn and grow. Yeah. And at Fine. the same time, especially at this time, we're like, you know what? I'm going to get to do something that I haven't been able to do for millennia. Which or like is ever. <laughs> where I can actually really take advantage of this human life 
in a way that I've never been able to do before because I've always just been mired in my shit. Yeah. This time I can be me, this God consciousness person Mm -hmm. in body. Yes. So I literally, the world will become my playground. Yes. So it's worth it. And maybe we get hit over the head a few times, maybe more, because we And it's never what we expected. It's not fully what you expected. Your higher self always knows, though. And your soul anticipates. But also, you know, as we said in karma... When you've got the how and the when, right? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So the more and more you're not seeing the how and you're feeling that the when is like a moving goalpost, mm-hmm. the more the how and the when become never. Hmm. So you're also contending with that. Yeah. And you also understand that the lesson isn't something that you can just intellectually get. You have to allow yourself to fully experience in order to come into consciousness. You have to give yourself permission to learn it, which effectively in my case, was always giving myself permission to believe in myself and to Mm. believe myself, Yeah. right? Yeah. And that's effectively what we do over and over again to come out of separation. Mm -hmm. I was right all along. So when you have divested yourself of all of that, all that story, and you get to a point where you are in your fullest fate or you're just entering into what will become your fullest fate. So you're just, you're traversing the beginning stages. Yeah. At some point... Along that journey, all of that awareness, so the full body consciousness that you that allows you to transcend your karma, and the higher consciousness that allows you to live from your fate, somewhere along those lines, the more you experience, yeah, capital M more, the more you can gather what we would call divine awareness, which is the one truth, right? And that's where your higher consciousness comes in, which is all is of the divine. Yeah, which is effectively what it is to be in higher consciousness as well but i guess you just get it in a visceral way yeah exactly yeah. it's just a much more profound like rather than I theoretical yeah exactly. rather than okay you know of the divine divine choice yeah. you almost have to remind yourself of it mm-hmm. it just is it's 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 just different because as we were talking about at the beginning of the episode experience becomes normal mm-hmm. in that way the more it happens the more it's just it just is yeah it doesn't have to be something that you have to make into a habit or a memory or a reminder or anything. It just is. It just is. Yeah. And so at some point, though, as we've discussed this season, that divine awareness can become, not necessarily, but it can become divine consciousness. Not only is everything of the divine, I'm part of the divine, I am the divine, which means that I am connected to all. And I'm fucking powerful. Yeah. And I have all the power of the divine as a result. So what we're discussing... I mean, that sounds really out there, all of it. To anyone who hasn't experienced it already. Yeah, because I was sort of thinking, you know, even to me at first, I thought, okay, well, imagine if you're just really not a spiritual person. Yeah. Okay, this is not like the Age of Harmony is a club for people who only have divine consciousness. That's no, bullshit. I mean, more people are in 5D that probably aren't spiritual than are. Let's be honest at this stage. I mean, let's just be honest. There aren't a lot of people who are even there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again... I'm just still hoping for full body consciousness, right? So when we're talking about this, and I think, all right, if we're going to introduce such an advanced notion, then we're going to have to simplify it and also see how it applies to everyone or as many people as possible because otherwise then I'm not going to waste my breath. Yeah, agreed. So tell me. It's because what we're effectively trying to share with people is that, well, not only is life post-karma one worth chasing, one worth pursuing, one worth really going through this process for and it's not trying to dangle this carrot either but it's once you get there you have to understand that there's a whole new learning that comes with it 
And that learning takes some time, but it is very possible, as you can attest to. And one that takes about half the time as your karmic undoing can. But you can actually get there faster if you really understand that you're heading for a life that is going to be so different from the one you know. And the sooner you can get on board with that, the sooner you can accept that. And that was kind of your struggle, frankly, was the, but I can't leave my old world behind. I can't leave my friends behind. I can't, right? Which, again, was such bullshit because it's not like I didn't learn that from my karmic undoing process. The ones that matter stay. You get to keep all the bits you like and you just lose the bits you don't. I mean, it just, why I couldn't remind... I should have maybe just listened to an old podcast about karma to remind myself what was going to happen next because it's true. Even in my karma, I was so worried about ending stuff. And oh, the only God. things that ended were the bits I didn't like. It was just such a waste of fucking time. I mean, the amount of time spent listening to you talk about your fear of endings, Rhea. Like, no offense. I mean, I mean, well. I know, I'm rolling my eyes with you because I'm just like, at the end of the day, all I lost were the things I didn't like. I can't handle and endings. I, I'm not good with endings. I, I just don't like endings. And I was like, mm, you're going to. You're going to have to get on board, babe. You're going to have to try. <laughs> just try. And I would just keep my mouth shut and be like, yeah, I know. It's not easy. It's just yeah. not easy. It's just really I mean, listen, you're, you're not, you're a huge fan of endings. So like, we're just quite different. But at the same time, all the things like, you know, I'd, I'd imagine I'd lose the whole friendship rather than just the toxic bits. Like it was just, it was just ridiculous in hindsight because mm-hmm. actually I got exactly what I wanted. Yeah. Anyway. When you can get to that point. So maybe this, can, maybe what I just said will help. <laughs> I hope, I really hope that you could provide the cautionary tale of if you're, if you are holding on it's because of this one thing you're afraid of losing, yeah. it's going to take you longer. And you don't and lose just, it anyway. And it's just a fact that if it's really belongs to you, it will not go Doesn't. or it could just transform. Exactly. Into something way better. Yeah, exactly. But if you're holding on to the one thing or that And thing, if you lose it... <sighs> you were going to lose it anyway. And I I hate to say that, but you were. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. I really can't believe you're saying all this. I'm like so proud of like 2023, Rhea, (laughs) without, not to sound patronizing at all. I'm just like, oh, thank God we've come through the other end. (laughs) No, but at the end of the day, it's also because I'm being serious. I like, and I've said this, I know I've said this in, in previous podcasts when I was talking about karma. I know I said it. I was terrified of losing everything and like laying waste to my life. When actually all I did was like a very skilled surgeon plucked the bits out that were causing me the issues. Mm. It was a very different process. Yeah. It was much more delicate, much smarter than what I imagined, which was just like a wrecking ball. So what happens is that when you are engaged in your fate, irrespective of all of these potential outcomes, mm. right? That And these pitfalls that you're wired to anticipate. If you're asking yourself to live outside the bounds of what you have been socialized to do, it's not going to be simple. Even when you are in higher consciousness, you're going to still have to stretch yourself. Yeah. Because it won't come naturally. You've got to, you've got to release your mind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, actually, it's just releasing your mind because we've been everything. And I've said this, I know, in previous episodes recently, but we, everything we do, act, behave, we've been socialized to do. Mm-hmm. From yes. something as simple as sitting on a table, eating with a knife and fork. Everything from how we love, how we live, what we look like, what's beauty, what's well, not how we beauty, view the what's world. smart. Everything. Everything is created by us. Yeah. Which means everything is up for grabs. Mm-hmm. None of it is real. We can literally create whatever we desire mm-hmm. because it was already created anyway. And we 
by believing it, we put our energy into it and we kept keeping it alive. Yeah. We put our energy into something else. Mm-hmm. Whether we do actually want it, we keep that alive instead. Does that make sense? I mean, it probably does to you and probably no one else. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're effectively just talking about life force. So how do we get to this kind of way of life where we are cross-sectioning <clears throat> the truth with the truth and we just see that everything's a fucking construct and we can create everything and wanting more is not the issue at mm-hmm. all but it's about being able to hold our power actually i don't know what, why why wanting more is part of this to be honest but well wanting more is part of the conversation is because when things get really messy it can okay. it can make things messy and then it can get confusing and then we shut down which is why then we need the clarity to bring ourselves back out precisely but it's okay because it's a part of it just it like is. anything else. it is and it's a process and once you've worked it out once you Mm. usually won't repeat right because you'll recognize you'll you'll recognize the signs right the warning signs of like uh i'm spreading myself (laughs) a bit too thin here yeah i'm asking a bit too much of myself right now yeah i'm not allowing things to naturally unfold instead i'm trying to force things when they aren't ready precisely and in the end i'm going to implode yeah unless i just actually create some maybe some other side joys yeah and so maybe it's not even about using our energy to create at the moment it could just be instead of taking ourselves out it could very well i'm gonna go take myself out for an afternoon yes right it doesn't have to yeah, be i'm just so gonna do a little research <laughs> i'm just gonna go to the cinema and yeah. not work today yeah it could be as simple as that yeah. because then my i free my mind yeah and i'd stop the cycle before it even stops right i take the stress out of my emotional body yeah so i give room for my spiritual body just to yeah. kind of relax yeah. And then the rest starts to come together. That is how we know we're in sort of flow plus plus, right? Because what I'm discussing in terms of this sort of fate line, divine truth, con- you know, awareness and co- consciousness convergence yeah. is really like flow plus plus. Fine. And so you're not having to actively work at anything necessarily, but you're just having to remember a few things. The first one is like your true commitment to your purpose. Right? Yeah. Because what happens is sometimes when we take ourselves out or things get messy, when we lose sense of a lot of things, purpose is going to get you back faster than anything else. Faster than relationship. Interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Because otherwise we end up conflating that relationship. Yeah, that the relationship becomes our purpose. Yeah. And that's just always a waste of fucking time. So, and that comes from like making sure that your priorities are the purpose versus the relationship. It doesn't mean that relationships come second. But it's making sure that the purpose doesn't fall below. Well, it's just, it's just, I am a happier person and I am better in a relationship when I'm connected to my purpose. So everything mm-hmm. benefits when I'm connected to my purpose. Yeah. I know what it looks like. I spent many years in my karma, but now I know when I am in my purpose and I'm happy and I'm doing what I love and I, I get to share that with someone else mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like and that's, that's so much better. And then the final piece, giving yourself over to your fate so that way you could take full command of it. Isn't that interesting? Do you understand that? Because in that moment, no, I at don't. first I didn't. Well, I guess it's choosing it. Mm-hmm. Because actually, if you can understand that fate effectively is what facilitates everything, right? When you look at the most famous of people, the most successful of people, to the person around the corner from you, right? Mm-hmm. It's effectively, what is the difference between them is how much are they living in their fate? How much of their fate have they traversed? That is that is it, right? I'm not saying we all have the potential to be Elon Musk, but I'm saying we all have the potential to be as expanded and as great as we can be as mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Our fate is what facilitates everything. Mm-hmm. It what allows 
us to have this podcast. It's what allows us to have the books. It was, it's what allows me to sing, to share, to write, to love, mm-hmm. to meet all the things I do. And mm-hmm. people think it's manifestation, as we've discussed in previous episodes. People think it's secret. People think it's all these stories and mm-hmm. things that we've told ourselves. It's affirmations. It's none of that. It's you choosing your fate and choosing to live by it. Mm-hmm. And part of that, when you're in your karma, is choosing your destiny and choosing to live by that to get into your fate, right? It's like checking in in the airport, booking the ticket, all the stuff you do before you get on the plane and before you land at the other side, that's still part of the the holiday, Mm -hmm. right? It's still part of the journey. But that's fate, to get on that and to live that and to traverse it. And the only thing is when we talk about how fast I did it, and maybe that's the collapsing time bit, is that I just knew where I was going. I didn't know what it looked like I didn't know anything. I just knew I had to get on that line. Mm-hmm. I had to get there. And that's what I pushed for. So being able to, when you're there, be like, okay, I am here now. All these different lines, all these different weaves, all these different tapestries, all these different possibilities that are in front of me. I choose it fully mm-hmm. so that I can yeah. traverse it fully. Yeah. So that I can take everything it has to offer and experience it. And in doing so, I allow myself to not only fill my potential, but have that potential be limitless. Thank you for listening. For more information, articles, and inspiration, find us at karmasmybitch.com and at karmasmybitch.insta. And if you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a review.